few weeks ago, I posted that one of the entrance fees into community is surrendering your minor opinions. Because hmm. if you really want to have deep community and long lasting community, you're just going to have to be okay with not getting your way on everything. Yeah. So I posted that and I had one guy just slaughter me online. Oh my. I'm sure he's lives a very fun life, <laughs> but just hated it. Is he right? Should we hold on to every single opinion of ours? So I'm curious what your uh, yeah. what his reasoning was. Yeah, yeah. I still didn't understand it. I just think you wanted to, <laughs> like some people just love to argue, right? Yeah. But here we see Paul actually address people like that and just opinions and criticism in general. And I think he has a very fair and balanced approach, mm-hmm. as we'll see. In Romans chapter 14, you're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. And I'll get started in verse 1. So Romans 14, 1. And... Uh, We read, accept other believers who are weak in the faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. For instance, one person believes it is all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will eat only vegetables. I know, well, it's kind of funny because that is a bit of a debate in some Christian circles. I I just get kind of, I think it's humorous the way Christians are the quickest to, Boy, to get on so many bandwagons and some oh, of gosh. its diet types of bandwagons, and they can be yeah. all about and they spiritualize these things. Like, yeah, uh, I hate to, you know, I don't want to cast judgment, but I think sometimes, not all the time, it is very image driven of just like if I'm I on this so. diet, I'm like kind of better or cooler. Well, there's a pretty annoying. Yeah, to be it is, and I mean, I came out of I, I became a believer in a circle of churches where I mean they were good people, very genuine, sincere, but. It's almost like the rules they had, and they had rules regarding how men had to have their hair cut and how uh, women had to dress and it's just the kind of music you're allowed or not allowed to listen to. But then a lot of this stuff, I, I think, was a badge. It was almost like wearing a name tag so that they could see who they're comfortable with. And when you've got legalism, when you've got these things that you're stuck to, these opinions that you are really energetically holding on to it's like wearing this badge that says oh okay we're on the same team we we have the same opinions on these things and people do this with politics even in religious circles and it's very popular in the church today just with some legalism like what the legalism that you grew up in isn't as prevalent today you know i I, you know believe it or not i'm out of it so it doesn't seem like it but they you know there's always yeah like even today in a lot of church circles like what paul's addressing here with diet but it can also be like, you know, giving birth and uh, mm-hmm. there's some legalism in that. Even just like verse by verse preaching versus topical. Some people yeah. get fired up about oh, that. Oh, it's terrible. That an, that's a, yeah. an opinion and honestly a really lame opinion. But it it's is. It's just an opinion and you can't back that up with scripture. No, because there's not a single verse by verse sermon anywhere in the right, Bible. Right, But people get but we so do it, fired And we do up. it at the bridge, but we also do topical because that's actually how most of right. the sermons were in yeah. the Bible. Yeah. Now we're going to get some emails on that one. Yeah, I bring it on, whatever. It's an opinion. <laughs> But Paul's addressing just some legalism here, and we see legalism today, so he's addressing this idea of legalism. Verse 3. Yep, verse 3. Those who will feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't, and those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do. For God has accepted them. Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? Their own master will judge whether they stand or fall, and with the Lord's help, they will stand and receive his approval. We could say this with vaccinations. We could say this with, I know we're past, I I think we're past COVID anyway. I, I can't believe I still see people wearing masks when they're by themselves even. But the, these kinds of are, are the things that, that Christians will argue about and they oh, yeah. get all bent out of shape over and yeah. should you take a stand against getting a vaccine and get fired from your job or, you know, 
Um, and it is, and his whole point is, let's, this stuff is not biblical stuff. It's not related to the gospel. This is stuff we should never be judging one another on. Because we ruin our reputation. Yeah. And we ruin our community. And and we did see that a little bit during COVID, a lot with yep. like, you know, the social justice aspect yeah. and COVID aspect. A lot of the politics just, stuff. It riddled a lot of churches because everybody was just picking and choosing sides. And Paul says, those are stupid things to pick and choose sides over. In the same way, verse 5, some think that one day is more holy than another day, while others think uh, every day is alike. You should each be fully convinced that whatever day you choose is acceptable. Those who worship the Lord on a special day, do it to honor Him. Those who eat with any kind of food, do so to honor the Lord. Since they give thanks to God before eating, and those who refuse to eat certain foods also want to please the Lord and give thanks to God. So for real quick, before you read verse 7, because I love verse 7. But yeah. he, here he's he's just talking, he's addressing another form of legalism that day, and that some people would celebrate holidays, and other people thought it was wrong mm-hmm. to celebrate holidays. And so, again, just something dumb to argue over. And so Paul's yeah. addressing that. But I love verse 7. For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it's to honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose, to be Lord both of the living and of the dead. So why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. You know, his point there is not just reminding us that we're going to stand before that judgment seat, really what his point is, but though that is true, but his point is, is that let God take care of all of that. They're going to stand in judgment before God, and so are you. So you've got enough to worry about by focusing on yourself. Yeah. And I mean, I am amazed at some of the, some people I know that have horrible tempers that are, get all bent out of shape over issues of diet and silly things that, and yet they won't deal with their own temper problem that the Bible does talk about. You can correct me if I'm wrong, dad, but sometimes I do think with people like, it's okay to not care. You know, I hear about, you know, what do you think about vaccinations or what do you think about masks or, you know, what do you think about, you know, this politic or, you know, what do you think about verse by verse preaching verse topical? And sometimes it's like, I don't care. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. A lot of the stuff, there's stuff you shouldn't care about. Yeah. But we should care about the gospel. We should care about lost people going to hell. We should care about Jesus and what he has done for us. A lot of the other stuff is just a distraction when you get fired up Mm -hmm. about that. Verse 11, it says, For the scriptures say, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me and every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. Say that again. Each of us will give a personal Mm -hmm. account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. I know and am convinced in the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it is wrong, and for that reason, for that per- or for that person, it's wrong. If another believer is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone for whom Christ died. Mm. Then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace mm. and, and peace joy. Yeah, and peace joy. And joy. And the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you too. So then let us aim for harmony in the church. Let us aim for harmony in the mm. church and try to build each other up. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, all those foods are acceptable. But it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. It is better to not eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble. 
That's a you know that's an important verse. Mm-hmm. Just sometimes like. For example, and I've said this before from a sermon, so I think it's okay for me to say on this podcast, but um, I don't have a problem with with drinking. I've never been in, intoxicated. I've never had too much, but I, I do enjoy a little bit of bourbon here and there. But if I know I'm having somebody over to my house, I don't hide it to, like as a secret, but I just do that to honor them. Like I don't want to cause them to stumble by going like, oh, look at Junior's got bourbon out. Yeah. I'm just going to put it away as a way to honor them because they're part of my community and I love them. And oftentimes, and in fact, the the thought here is not even so much that this would offend another person that they would look down on you causing them to stumble as in causing to judge you but it's more about that you do not want to plant the seed of an activity that is goes against their conscience because anytime someone violates their own conscience then it's then it is a sin yeah. issue yeah and why give them that surprise yeah. too verse 22 it says you may believe there's nothing wrong with what you are doing but keep it between yourself and god Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. Now, and I, I, I've heard people abuse this verse before because mm-hmm. they just they'll sin and then they'll say, "Hey, you know, you know, Romans it doesn't make me feel guilty." Right now. here, it says, "Yeah, you keep it between me and myself." You know, it's me, me and God. No, he's talking about gray areas here, things yeah. that aren't addressed by Scripture. Yeah, he's not talking about adultery. No, he's not talking <laughs> about porn. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Verse 23, but if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it, for you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. Yeah, so he is saying we don't want to ever put a person in a position where they're going to violate their conscience because of our influence. So we want to be very careful that we're building each other up and not putting people in a position that's going to hurt their spiritual life. That's right. Right, so we got a passage in Psalms. What uh, you Psalm got? Something? Forty-four. Psalm, okay, and I believe you told me before we hit record that you had a verse. And I'm All hoping right, you do. yeah, I do. And uh, verse three, okay. they did not conquer the land with their swords. He's talking about us as Israelites. We we haven't conquered because of our swords. It was not their own strength that gave them victory. It was by your mighty power that they succeeded. It was because you favored them and smiled on them which is something that's good for us to always remember that whatever it is that we accomplish, and while we have to take responsibility for ourselves, that whatever we have been given and whatever we've been able to do, whether it's in a career or in a family, that it's always, we have to go back to this is what God has done. Even if you've had to work really hard for the success that you're enjoying, God is the one who gave you the brain to be able to work hard. God is the one who's given you the ability and even put you in a business or in a company, or just he helped, he caused you to be born in a country where there's a lot of money, you know, flying around, and all you had to do is get in the way of it with the work that you're doing, and some of it stuck. And so rather than being arrogant as though we've done anything, we have to go back to this is God's blessing. Here's how this plays out in context, like in life today. I was talking with Jordan yesterday, Dad, about um, he's sitting by a fire at a family camp with mom, your, your wife, my mm-hmm. mom. And he had said to her just something like, you know, you, you sh- you're probably just proud because your, your kids are doing really well. Like this is something that you prayed for for so many years. And Jordan had said to me, he said, I just loved her answer. She'd said back to me, it really is the, just the goodness of God. And Jordan had said, cause in that moment, like your mom could have said, we read every book, which you guys did, you know, and like parenting and, and you guys met with people to and ask questions and you guys disciplined and you did all of that but it was all just it was the goodness of god that god put the right people in our mm-hmm. path and yeah. god pointed us to the in the right direction and we just followed his leading 
That's where, that's how that looks. Whatever we have been given and we've been given so much, it is the goodness and the grace of God. So you've been graced today and uh, this day in front of you, in fact, you would trade everything you have. If you knew you were going to die tomorrow or if you knew you were going to die tonight in your sleep, but you could trade everything you had in order to get another day, you would do it. So think about this. The day that you have in front of us is of incomprehensible value. Let's enjoy it. Let's make the most of it and thank God for it. And we're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Tomorrow.